0: Welcome to Whatever It Takes, a Degrassi podcast, where we watch every episode of Degrassi and then talk about it with you guys. And if you want to follow along, um, at least we know for sure the first season is all on YouTube on the Degrassi
1: uh, YouTube channel, so it's like all legit. Uh, I'm Kelsey. And I'm Holland, and today we're going to be talking about Season 1, Episode 10, Rumors and Reputations. So, Kelsey, why don't you read us the Degrassi wiki summary?
0: Recently diagnosed with a learning disorder and embarrassed Liberty is ashamed to tell her friends about her tutoring sessions. Emma sees one of Liberty's private sessions and putting two and two together with Liberty's suspicious behavior, asks JT if he thinks something could be going on with Liberty and Mr. Armstrong, the math teacher. The rumor spreads. No, no. And the the learning disorder thing comes at the very, very end. And it does explain it sure but it like doesn't seem like it merits being in the official like synopsis um and also i I, yeah emma does go to jt but like that and he is like weirdly the first person she goes to which i really want to talk about um but you know she it's her talking to manny that ends up causing the problem i don't know i just i don't i'm not crazy about this synopsis
1: yeah and i don't like how it puts like puts the blame on, like, Liberty's suspicious behavior because she's not doing anything that shady. It's just Emma being super nosy and, like, making something out of nothing.
0: Yeah, everyone that goes to Degrassi is, like, really gossipy and, like, in <laughs> each other's fucking business. Um, is there anything interesting about the title this time
1: other than Rumors being a really good Fleetwood Mac song? No, it's not named after like anything. Like maybe you could be like, I mean, rumors is that Fleetwood Mac album, but that no, <laughs> it's not officially named after anything. So that's not very exciting. But today we've received. This is really kind of sadly exciting for us, but it's very exciting. We've received our first tweet, and um, so
0: I mean, a peek behind the curtain. This. Uh, by the time you guys are listening to this, would be two weeks ago because we are a little bit ahead. Um, so two weeks ago, we received our first tweet. Yay! And um, Holland is going to read it out, and we're
1: going to, like, say hi. So this tweet is from Rachel Seff at OMG. It's Rachel. And she just says, Your podcast brings me so much joy. I love to to the next generation. Also, I totally forgot that Terry existed. I guess I need to rewatch. Yes, you do. It's on YouTube. Do it. Thank you, Rachel. Yay. I'm really excited about this. <laughs> you guys, we we
0: have we were very excited. We were together when we saw that we were tweeted at by Rachel. Thank you, Rachel. Um, yeah, no, uh Terry's pretty forgettable. So rewatch because she is a hidden gem. She's our sweet potato.
1: My little sweet potato. And she does disappear like in the middle of season three, I think. And then it is just like never heard from again. And it's very sad. Her entire character just it's like one sad thing after another. But we'll get there. So this episode had a lot of so there was the Liberty storyline where Emma thought like Coach Armstrong was sexually harassing her, um, which was not what was going on. And then like the other storyline was Spinner saw a bug in his food in the cafeteria, and then he just had a vendetta about shutting down the calf, which I was also confused about because people need food. Why don't you just petition that like we need better food? Because I think that was his issue in the first place.
0: Yeah, this whole episode was like totally a filler garbage episode. It it was a lot like the like uh not pilot, you know, uh the the first, like, episode where they're at the school was kind of, like, filler garbage. Um, yeah, I mean, it was just, it was, like, it was medium. It was meh. Nah. It was just, there was nothing going on. It was filler. It kind of sucked. Um, but we do get to see Hazel for the first time, which is very exciting for both of us.
1: And Hazel starts out pretty strong. Like, she's, like, she has, a only, like, two little scenes. But she is very much just, like, the way, the... Five lines she has is like, oh yeah, that's Hazel. She's here. She has arrived. She's Paige's friend from the get go, which I also forgot about. Like, I mean, obviously, Paige and Hazel are BFFs, but I forgot that she even started out as like, they are BFFs.
0: Yeah, there was no like introduction. Like, suddenly Hazel was there and she and Paige were best friends. And you know what? She's the best friend that Paige really needs. Like, I know that we're going out of order, but I don't care. She's the best friend that Paige needs because. Paige is, like, too much for Terry and Ashley. Like, she's a very different person than they are. And she's a big personality, and she needs someone else to, like, be just as big as she is. Like, having someone like Hazel is, I feel like, is really good for Paige.
1: I know. I'm so, I love the Paige-Hazel friendship. It's great. So, it starts out with Emma's walking down the hall and, like, looks into the doorway Of Liberty and Mr. Armstrong, like one on one, like probably studying. Like, even if you didn't know what was going on with her, like learning disorder, it looked like they were studying. I mean, I know, like, Mr. Armstrong kind of hugs her, which is a little weird, but they played the most dramatic music over that moment that was like, something shady is going on. But if they hadn't played that music, it wouldn't have looked as sinister. Yeah, I mean, he was a little, like,
0: inappropriate handsy. I think that, I mean, like, later on, I think it was JT, like, says that he is like that, that he's, like, a hands-on kind of guy. Or maybe Sean I says it. Manny it. Manny says that he's, like, a hands-on kind of guy. So, like, whatever. Like, he's probably just, like, a physical person. He's, like, a coach or whatever. I don't know. Like, that's weird. I thought he was, like, a little over – like, putting an arm around a student – it, especially when you're like a really big dude and she's a very small girl is like a little bit weird and like i i wouldn't do that but it was it seemed like it was in like a very vulnerable moment and like liberty was having a really hard time so it's like i guess i give Coach a pass mostly because i feel so bad for him this whole episode
1: because none of this is his fault yeah i know it was a little weird but also it like looked like liberty was really struggling it was like a little frustrated and he was like trying to comfort her but it's like dude you're your teacher please maybe don't give her a hug like that but I don't know I'm sure by the end of this episode he has learned his lesson to just not touch students in general just in case stupid rumors like this start but so Emma sees that unfold and then that's when she like talks to JT and was like what do you think of Coach Armstrong, da-da-da? And he's like, I don't know, he seems fine. And then she just kind of asks a couple people about it, and she's talking to Manny in the hall, and is like, I saw him touch her. It was creepy. And then Terry overhears it, and then from there, like, the rumor explodes.
0: But the thing that I don't understand is why Emma is so fucking hung up on this. Because, first of all, I mean, there's no indication that, like, really, like. Coach Armstrong and Liberty would really have anything outside of like him weirdly putting his arm around her in like a a strangely dark classroom. It really shouldn't have been that dark in there, but I guess it was the morning, whatever. And like him passing her a note because every single, she keeps, she's like crowdsourcing and every single person she talks to is like corroborating the story. They're like, yeah, no, like JT is like, yeah, he helps me with my equations all the time. Like he helps me study. He's a really nice person. Like I need help in math and he helps me in math and Manny is like he's kind of a hands-on guy like but he's nice like he, it's just that he's like a coach or basketball or i don't know whatever sport um you know so i i think every single person that Emma is talking to is being like yeah no that's fine he's probably
1: helping her study and she's like nah <laughs> i know i mean we do find out late like i don't know why she's so sensitive to this maybe she's just like she sees the she is more of a pessimist because she's always like fighting for a cause and she's always looking for something to fight for and she's kind of latched onto this. I don't really know what I don't know. It's super weird, but the rumor spreads. So Terry overhears Emma, and then she tells Paige, and then Paige like texts it to Hazel in class on like some weird like pre sidekick thing. And then Hazel tells Spinner? I don't even I don't really remember where it went from oh, there. No.
0: Oh, uh, okay. So I have I have it in my brain. All right. So Emma and Manny are talking. Terry overhears. Terry tells Paige. Paige uses her crazy not a sidekick to text, um, which is the first texting that we see in this show, which is kind of cool, uh, to text Hazel, who like obviously has her like i think i had that phone um her like real old yeah her like real old phone on her desk on vibrate um just real casual and she checks her phone and then she's talking on the phone with someone Mm -hmm. walking like in the like stairwell area and sean overhears her and then sean tells Spinner. spinner spinner tells jimmy jimmy tells ashley ashley tells liberty
1: And Jimmy IMs it to Ashley in what is clearly AIM, but they, like, don't show the AOL logo, and I thought that was also an amazing flashback at the technology at the time. But, yes, thank you for unraveling the the web of secrets and lies or whatever. But, yeah, and then it gets to Ashley, and then they have their, like, student council meeting, and nobody is, like shutting down liberty which she's very surprised about because they all think that this that minister armstrong is like doing things to her which is so creepy after the meeting ashley confronts liberty and is like liberty i heard this thing is this happening and liberty gets really mad about it. it's like oh my god no what are you talking about and then she <laughs> runs out the door and i just kind of want to make a comment that the sound editing at this part like liberty was not running very fast but the footstep sounds were like going faster than she was and i it was very distracting
0: <laughs> the audio in a lot of these episodes are hilarious <laughs> um there's just always a lot going on um if we're going down the rumor mill to like all the I th- I think just all the reactions from all the people were really interesting. Like a lot of them were really upset, but I don't think anyone was more upset than Sean. No. He it was I was like, "Oh, you little puppy." He was scandalized and so like heartbroken because I think he likes this coach and he likes his new friends in grade 7, and he just looked heartbroken. And I felt so Bad And it was just a very... It was so sweet. And it was like a really good indication of like his character. And it was adorable.
1: I know. Like when he overheard Hazel and he was telling Spinner. And he's like, oh my God, I heard they were in the car. Do you think they spent the night together? And he was so sad about it. And then later, once Emma decides to track down who started the rumor before she found out that it was her. And she goes up to Spinner and Sean and Sean was like, oh, my God, I heard about that. It's awful. And then Emma's like, Sean, it's not true. He's like, really? <laughs> and he's like so happy and relieved that it's not true because he was so scandalized by it. It was very sweet. I just
0: I really enjoyed that about him. And, it you know, it, it was just it was just adorable. <laughs> but um, I, I actually I have a few like fashion notes. You wanna do some fashion police? Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, well, first of all, in the very opening scene when Emma is like running down the hall and she's in like these brown pants and this like striped shirt, she looks like an old navy ad. Mm-hmm. Like straight up old navy ad.
1: There are so many like multicolored striped shirts in just season one of Degrassi. And then also on Emma, did you notice, I think it was in that same day, her crisscross part in her hair, which was very 2001. I was like, ah, oh, more Lizzie McGuire hair.
0: I love the Lizzie McGuire hair because Paige also had um like the crimped hair again with like two barrettes on each side. I was very on board for it. And um, in another case of uh, Degrassi reusing outfits, Liberty is wearing her farmer shirt from when she was making the morning announcements, but just like without the overalls. Um, And Manny, Manny is almost never in our fashion notes this early, but she had some really good hair. She has like these really cute pigtails with these like weird, like
1: tassel-y things. I don't
0: know, but I was really into it.
1: Another outfit repeater was Terry. She was wearing her like blue and red striped rugby shirt again and also Paige had another like square plastic makeup box purse thing but it was blue this time
0: yeah I I wrote uh the makeup box is back uh Paige's makeup box which is great um I think that's it for
1: me do you have stuff i have one more and it's just that Ashley was wearing like those chunky like a chunky puka shell necklace which i definitely owned in middle school but that's kind of all i have
0: well you are from california so i mean <laughs> that's true. you need that i feel like it's like a requirement of your state to wear that necklace
1: i had many different puka shell necklaces in middle school and i'm not ashamed of it i was i've shopped at Sun a lot you know
0: what? So did I, but I grew up in New Jersey, so I have no excuse. I was just.
1: Did you guys call it Pacific Sunwear? No, <laughs> <laughs> we're not monsters. <laughs> we just are from a terrible place. Okay, I'm just saying because the PacSun, Sun, the mall in Missouri where I went to college, I had it all spelled out called Pacific Sunwear. And it was actually the first time I even knew that that's what Pac Sun stood for. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no that that was not a thing. We just called it Pakistan, and that was when I used to think I could ride a skateboard. <laughs> so that was fun. Um, do you want to talk about Spinner's garbage storyline for yeah, like a little bit? Sure. Holland sounds really excited. Well, first of all, I wrote haha, Gavin, because I always forget <laughs> that his name is Gavin until like a teacher is like Gavin.
1: It's such a bad name, and I understand why he goes by Spinner because it's not great. I feel like we can cover Spinner's storyline in, like, five minutes tops because it's so boring. So Spinner finds a bug in his food, and nobody believes him because he's Spinner. And then he has – so he goes on and on about it, like, the day he finds it. And then the next day, he's like, oh, yeah, I guess I imagined it. And Jimmy's like, what the fuck? You were so adamant about this yesterday. And Spinner, like, whips out an empty, like, to, like tub of I can't believe it's not butter and opens it and shows him a fuck ton of bugs he just found. He's like, It took me hours to collect them because now he's going to put his own bugs into the food so people believe him, which is the dumbest plan ever. I don't understand why he wants to shut down the cafeteria. People need to eat. Why don't you just like protest cleanliness and maybe getting better food or something?
0: it's It's just stupid, it's a stupid plan. Spinner is full of fucking dumb ideas, and the way he executes his garbage plan is even worse because it's like I understand choosing Ashley as the person because she is like a big person in the school like the peop- she's the president. people will listen to her, especially if she's like fucking change something like Ashley despite all of her wet blanketedness she gets shit done like she does not fuck around she gets shit done Ashley Kerwin for president like she does it and it's so like choosing her as like his like target totally makes sense but doing it in front of Jimmy who knows his plan and then admitting to it in front of her that he's the one who did it completely negates everything that he just fucking did like yeah, bugs in the food because you brought them there and you're admitting it to the person's face. Like, fucking... All right, I'm not saying that I would ever do this because it's a terrible plan, but it would make so much more sense if he, like, did it and then walked away or put it in the food, like, in its tray in the cafeteria so that, like, people would actually be being served it and it couldn't be traced to him. Like, there's just so much... There's better ways to be a shitty person.
1: It was so bad, and so... It immediately falls apart when Ashley's like, yeah, because you put the bugs in my food, you idiot. And then his punishment is that he has to work in the cafeteria for two months and wear a hairnet, which Ashley and Jimmy laugh at him about. And he gets to spend time with like the peach of a lunch lady who's like sassy. And I kind of like it.
0: I love her. (laughs) I want her like I I always liked the lunch ladies at my school because i'm that kind of person (laughs) and so i was like always like friendly with them and lunch ladies are awesome they all would like smoke cigarettes like once they closed up but i just is that legal can they make that his punishment to do like labor for free is that an okay thing and is he doing it during school is he not getting to eat lunch is Is him setting up and cleaning up afterwards, is that him, like, missing class? I have a lot of questions about this punishment.
1: I mean, I think it makes sense because he did cost the school $300, as she said, because they needed to exterminate the cafeteria after he brought bugs in. So I understand having to, like, work off his punishment. But yes, like, I'm wondering how long is lunch does he get to get out of class for this? That's probably not that great because he's not the brightest bulb anyway. I think he needs all the class time that he gets. Maybe they're going to shift around his schedule so he has a free period after or something. I don't know the logistics, but I'm not that upset about it. But jumping back over to the Liberty sex scandal storyline so the rumor gets around. She storms out when Ashley confronts her. The next day, she cuts school, and, like, Emma, JT, Toby, and Manny just stare at her, and then she awkwardly runs away into the bathroom. And Emma goes and follows her and says, I'm going to help you track down this rumor, and we can, like, have a stern talking to the person who did it. But Liberty's like, you mean we can kick them? And I don't know.
0: Um, Before we get to them tracking down the rumor— because, Emma, you dum dumb, you started it. Um, I, I wrote down, like, is Ashley Liberty's only real friend? Because she is the only, out of all of these people, including Emma, JT, Manny, Toby, like, people that are in her grade and are supposed to be, like, I know that they're not, like, BFFs. But, like, they're supposed to be kind of her friend. Or at least, like, on her side more than, like, anyone in grade 8 would ever be. And... Ashley is the only person out of everyone who's said anything to her, you know? Like, she's kind of whispering behind her back in front of her face like a weirdo. But <laughs> but, then she's, but then she's like, Liberty, do you want to talk about this? This is, like, a big, this is serious. If it's true, like, what's going on? And she's, like, genuinely worried about this person. Like, I think Ashley is Liberty's only real friend.
1: I think it's more, like, Ashley is kind of Liberty's mentor her like eighth grade mentor so she's taking on more of like a motherly role for Liberty she kind of looks out for her and but I feel like Liberty never really has a best friend I could be wrong but I don't think that she really does like Emma has Manny JT has Toby Ashley has Terry Paige has Hazel like every like Spinner and Jimmy like everyone kind of has a best friend Sean eventually gets Jay, which we will get to that. But Liberty is always kind of floating between people. And I think because she's not that close with Emma and Manny and all of them, that they feel kind of like they don't know whether they should talk to her about it because they're not that close yet. But because Ashley has kind of taken Liberty under her wing, like maybe begrudgingly, but she still has, that's why she was the one who confronted her about it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, but it it's still I stand by like she's the only person that said anything to her. Like I think if I was friends with someone and I was making weird assumptions about their sex lives like I'm trying to put myself in Emma's situation and I can't imagine it because I don't think I'd ever jump to that conclusion (laughs) and let it spin wildly out of control. But, like, I don't understand why she wouldn't just fucking approach Liberty and be like, is this what's going on? You can tell me the truth because I'm your friend. Like, she waits until so long after the fact by the time that it's already super her fault.
1: Yeah. Not great. So, Emma tracks down the rumor and finds out that she's the one who started it. And then... They go to math class, and before Emma can tell Liberty that she was the one who started the rumor, Mr. Radich comes in. He's like, Mr. Armstrong, I need to talk to you. This lady's going to take over. And then he's like, Liberty, you need to come too. And it's really awkward, and everyone's like, oh, my God, what's going on? And then good, like Emma, good for her that she like immediately kind of jumps up and is like, Ugh, this is my fault. I need to go take responsibility for this. She goes to the office, but uh, you can pick up from here because you made a good comment while we were watching this.
0: Um. Okay. So Emma goes into the office. Um. You know, which like good on her for like owning up to it. I. I mean, it's it's very Emma move. Like she's like taking responsibility, which is one of my favorite things about Emma is that she does take responsibility when she fucks up, or at least she does in season one um things get a little uh fuzzier later also i love that you brought up jay because i'm so excited (laughs) for jay i cannot fucking wait for jay and for alex i'm ready Oh, oh my god all right so anyway um emma like runs into the thing and she's like she's like mr radich i have to talk to you and mr radich goes uh, like Emma, like you're you're not in this, like blah blah blah. And she's like, "But Mister Raddich, I am right in the middle of this." And I was just like, "Phrasing, Emma, phrasing. Now is not the time. <laughs> that is not great. I'm I am in the middle of this." I'm like, and like she looks at Mister Armstrong, and then Raddich looks at Mister Armstrong, and I'm like, "You guys are not like. Choose your words. <laughs> just choose your words."
1: Yeah, not great. Makes it seem like he also is doing stuff to you, Emma. Let's rethink that. But Emma eventually has things smooth over. She, I mean, we don't see this, but she owns up to her mistakes. And Liberty is still pissed off at her. And she follows her to the bathroom. And Liberty's like, I have a learning disorder. It's called dyscalculia. I mix up numbers. And you don't understand, like, being perfect is very important to me or being like the smartest person is very important to me. And Emma's like, it's okay if you're not like the smartest and Liberty's like, no, it's not. And then she storms away and then the episode ends.
0: Yeah. It just ends on like a very weird note. And also Liberty like kind of burns Emma, which was really funny. So, you know, that was nice. So good for Liberty
1: on that. Yeah. She's like, why don't you just go back to like saving your rainforest? Stay out of this. You know, I think her exact, uh, I'm like
0: paraphrasing, but the gist was basically like, why don't you go back to saving your rainforests and your oceans because you're not good at saving people. And I was like, burn, Liberty, burn.
1: Yeah. Good for you, Liberty. I think you like deserved to, or you earned that burn. Like you've had a rough day and I'm glad you were able to come through with the burn. So I mean, should we talk about Spirit Squad captain of the episode? Who do you think it was? They were all garbage. Um, I mean, no one's gonna be great because nobody really was an amazing person in this episode. But I think I'm gonna go with Ashley because she was the only one who yeah. like talked like approached Liberty about it and to, like to just to see if it was even true. And she was very concerned because she was like. Like, is this happening? If it is, we need to report it. Like, what's going on? And I appreciated that she was showing some concern for Liberty. And she was the only one to just talk to her about it to her face.
0: Yeah, no. I mean, I I get that. I'd, I'd agree with Ashley. I would also just go with Liberty because she's a victim in every single part of this. Poor Liberty. Liberty is my spirit squad captain, frankly, because I think she needs the pep in her
1: life. Um... Do you have a ship of the episode? I mean, Emma and Sean, I guess, <laughs> because there was like there wasn't any kind of romantic storylines in this episode. But I think just like the one moment they shared when Emma was like, "Sean, the rumor's not true," and he's like, "Really?" and it was like, "Oh, she's like, Sean, don't worry. Like, I'm comforting you. It's okay. You don't have to be upset about this anymore."
0: Yeah, I, I give it to no one. No one gets ship of the episode. I half jokingly want to say Coach Armstrong and Liberty, <laughs> oh, <no>. but <laughs> I am not an asshole. Um, so I'm just I'm just going to say it kind of, but mostly not. <laughs> but not really. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Fucking nobody. Everyone's garbage. Oh, wait. No. My ship of the episode is uh, Hazel and Page, Hazel and Page,
1: Or Spinner and the Lunch Lady. <laughs> <laughs> i ship
0: sinner and the lunch lady but i mostly ship um hazel and page i almost forgot because i mean Paige does spoiler eventually have like a lesbian face um but hazel and page is like um in bring it on it's like um courtney, courtney and whitney, whitney. <laughs> yep. this is why we're friends it's like courtney and whitney where i think that they were secretly very very gay together And I feel like that is Hazel and Paige a little bit. Like, they're not actually having sex, but I think they're the kind of friends that they're, like, a little bit in love with each other. And I love it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because they're basically the same person, and they're both really narcissistic, so they can't help but love themselves and each other. But, yeah. So, moral of the episode, I think, is don't jump to conclusions um don't fucking spread rumors you
0: asshole like talk to your friend and be like is something going on don't spread rumors that's it's the easiest moral we've ever had it is the theme of the entire episode it's the name of the episode it's boring it's so boring if you guys watched along with this episode i'm sorry it's a fucking snooze fest
1: yeah this was definitely my least favorite of the season so far so, but I know the next episode's exciting, so things will pick up from there.
0: Plus, we got to start with our first ever grapevine-like entry, you guys. So that's exciting. And speaking of that, you can tweet at us at DegrassiPod, or you can like message us on Tumblr, or just follow our Tumblr. Uh, whatever it takes. Podcast.tumblr.com. Or you can email us at uh, whateverittakespodcast at gmail.com.
1: Yeah. And then personal plugs. uh, You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at HollandTacular.
0: And you can follow me on Instagram
1: and Twitter at KelSucks with a Z at the end. Also, you can listen to our podcast on SoundCloud, on iTunes. And, you know, if you're already on iTunes, you might as well just rate and subscribe to us because that would be really cool. Yay, all the things. Um, and then we are going to do our little thing
0: where we like to plug something else in the world. So you can have, like, maybe a new Degrassi or just, like, to offset some karma because we just talked about ourselves for, like, two solid minutes. Um, so I'm going to plug just something that I've been rewatching, which is the second season of Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Uh When we're recording this episode, it just came out like a week ago, and it was so good. It was so good, you guys. I mean, season one was really good, and season two was like really good. Like so good. Go watch it. It's amazing.
1: (laughs) I've had a crazy week, so I haven't actually been able. I've only watched like the first episode, but I'm so excited to watch the rest of it. because I've heard very good things. And I'm just going to plug on the theme of Degrassi. I think everybody needs to be following Cassandra Steele, Cassie Steele, AKA Manny, because she is basically Manny all grown up. Like if you've watched Manny's entire storyline, I think if just judging by all of Cassie Steele's amazing Instagram photos, it's like, oh, she is Manny. Like she's, she posted some Coachella stuff, of course, She posts a lot of stuff that she's sponsored by, like unabashedly, and I'm in love with it.
0: All right. That is a solid plug. Uh, Holland will send me, like, little screenshots of Cassie (laughs) Steele or Cassandra Steele's uh, Instagram, and I can guarantee that it is great. Um, So on that note, I guess we will sign off. Bye, Panthers.
1: Bye, Panthers.